91.3 KXCI Tucson, Real People, Real Radio. Hello, Tucson. Thanks for joining us for Broad Perspectives Radio, 91.3 KXCI Tucson, a program by women, about women, but for everyone. KXCI is your community radio station, and we are happy you are listening today. You can learn more on the Broad Perspectives Radio page at kxci.org slash program slash broad dash perspectives. This is Aspen Green with my co-host Kathy Harris, and we are really happy today to have with us Cindy Sweet, whom we consider a dear friend and my grandson is in awe of, as she wrote his very favorite book, Ghost Party, a counting book. Cindy is so multi-talented, and we are so excited to catch up with her today. It's been a while since she's been on our show. So what's new with Cindy, Kathy? Well, as you say, we are so happy to have Cindy. She makes us happy just to talk to her. Cindy's sweet, a Tucson native, and we don't get many of those, is a hearing-impaired creator of many talents, as you say unbelievable many. She's co-owner of Tanner House Records, located at the famous Sad Salad Studios. She's a singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, producer, foley artist, luthier, children's author, visual artist, illustrator, photographer, and poet. Oh, yes, that's all one person we're talking about, Sindon Sweet. As a musician, Sindon currently performs with Tammy West and the Culprits, The Shrieking Violets, Sunny and the Whiskey Machine, and many others. As a visual artist, she has shown in galleries in Tucson, Phoenix, Flagstaff, San Diego, Portland, and Seattle. Pretty impressive. She's the author of two educational early childhood books and the creator of Burn While Reading, that's a collection of 50 poems, and that one is just coming out. We'll, we'll talk about it today. As a luthier, Sindon loves to fix all things from guitars, violins, mandolins, and banjos to zithers, accordions, and other unusual world music instruments. She says, out of all the things I've made or ever will make, my greatest creation will always be my child. That is just lovely. Sindon, welcome back to our show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Both of you are two of my very favorite humans ever. Whenever I get to talk to you or find you out in the world, it is always a thrill. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And the feeling is very mutual. Now, the last time you were here, which was about two years ago, you had just come out with your second children's book. Remind us what those books were like and how have they fared since then? The last time I was on, I had just released my Ghost Parade book, which is a directional shape book. So over the triangle, under the circle, and over 500 illustrated ghosts in that little book. And the first book, Ghost Party, Aspen, I'm always thrilled when I get to see pictures of Phoenix with the book and you guys are, you know, reading and and enjoying that. Like it really, that's why I do it is for the next generation to inspire others to create art for others to enjoy. And those books are doing great. The proceeds from those books go into the Tucson community and I'm honored to do it. It's beyond me. It's for others. 
<laughs> thanks, thanks for reminding us about where the proceeds go. And I particularly love them because those are just adorable ghosts on every page that's become kind of your trademark ghost. No matter what you do, you have ghosts on them, which I believe you illustrate yourself. Is there a particular significant to the ghost or do you just like ghosts? So like any artist, or you don't have to be an artist, I, I suppose anybody who has a, a mantra or has something, a saying or a doodle or something they like to do that brings them joy, I think the ghost, it sparked joy for me. Drawing these strange, little, lonely-looking characters allowed me to surround myself in some weird, lonely times with these weird little mantras that I like to draw. I've drawn tens of thousands of them over many years. Yeah, they've kind of become a signature. I'm sure, you know, people used to make fun of me. It's not Halloween. But now people send me photographs or send me items or want to show me things that have ghosts on them. So I, I am honored that that symbol now reminds others <laughs> of the thing that sparks joy for me. So I, I appreciate that support. Well, and they bring joy to a lot of other people too. So that's great. Now, are you still working as a luthier at Bookman's? I am. It is one of my favorite things to do. Even when I'm on vacation, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could go into work today. I love the people I work with. I love the work that I do. I love the community that I serve. Right now, I'm fixing a lot of violins. So if you need violin work or <laughs> have a violin that needs to get looked at, like I will certainly carve out time for that. Last year, I was able to fix over 500 violins and they have all gone out into the Tucson community. It really warms my heart that there are people out there creating music and that I am able to help facilitate that. Um, well, I love to hear you talk about it because you obviously love doing it so much. Before the show, you were telling us that you go into work at five o'clock every morning so you can fix I instruments. <laughs> I do. And I mean, it really is a joy. When I was very young, I wanted to, one, be a rock star, but besides that, I wanted to be an art restoration tech. I wanted to restore art, even though I'm not working at the Metropolitan Museum of Art right now, restoring <laughs> old, old, old pieces of beautiful uncovered art. I'm essentially doing the same work with amazing instruments. I love that I'm able to look at a violin and see exactly what it needs to sing again. Being able to, it, again, a mantra, it's like an action, a certain set of words or a certain order of actions that have intention to restore something or to bring you joy. And so it's lovely. I love being a luthier. I love the people I work with. And I love the puzzles I get to fix. That's you know, a good way to look at them, puzzles. 3D puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I happen to have a violin that's been sitting around for 13 years, so I may just bring it into you. Um, I got you. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about your music for a little bit. You play and sing. You play lots of different instruments and you sing with a lovely voice. I love your voice. And you Thank play you. with a number of groups. Tell us what kind of music you're doing, with whom, and what you're working on now. Anybody that knows me knows that I love to play music and I love to play music with as many friends as I possibly can. So right now, I'm making a lot of music with Sunny Gable and her band, Sunny and the Whiskey Machine. And my husband is in that band. He's the drummer in that band. My good friend T. Greg is in that band. My good friend Rachel Snyder is in that band. And we have a different collection of other people that come and play with us, like Cody Hudman and Paul Pickering. 
I am also playing with Broke Down Palace. I play bass with Broke Down Palace. That band is more of a cover, like Grateful Dead <laughs> cover band with, you know, other wonderful folk songs mashed in there. And that band is with Cody Hudman and his brother Levi and, and Joe Miller, who's a wonderful drummer in town. And other musicians come and, and play with us, too. I play with Tammy West and the Culprits. I play uh, bass with her. Rebecca Horton, Mitzi Cowell, Matt Bruner. All people I love and respect immensely. And then the Shrieking Violets. That is like amazing brainchild of Mitzi Cowell. She recruited me to play bass with her. And that's with Uma Da Silva, who's an amazing artist. And Eli Barron, who's another amazing artist in town. What else am I doing? I always play my band, which I kind of front with Michelle Constanza, which is called Audio Lengua. We are always in the studio. We've been in the studio for the last year, putting together an album. But in the meantime, I'm doing all this wonderful live music. And I am honored to make music with these wonderful people. And there are people that I'm not even mentioning. But my father was a musician in this town. As a legacy musician, I'm, I really am honored to continue the tradition of music and to be able to put art out there for others. Well, you add a lot to the music scene in our town. I just saw you with Sunny Gables last weekend, and the two of you together have a wonderful sound. I have to say that. I'm curious, you make so many different kinds of music, you fix musical instruments, all the things that you're involved in. You identify yourself as a person with a hearing impairment. And yet you play music so extensively. Can you talk a little about your hearing and how it affects playing music for you? I've been hearing impaired. So I'm deaf in my left ear and I have hearing loss in my right ear. And it's been like that since I was very small. And it's, you know, it's difficult. I totally have moments where I'm on stage and I can't hear myself or I have to wing it. There's different things that happen, but I mean... It, it's hard. Like there, there's definitely emotions that run through your mind. Am I not good enough? I'm broken. I'm, you know, all of these things that we tell ourselves, even if you don't have disability in that sense, it, these are all emotions we go through. So when you have a physical impairment like that, when you're playing music, of course it's hard. I try to set myself up for success. If you see photographs of me singing in particular, I have a weird little box in front of me and that's like a monitor in-ear monitors don't really work for my specific hearing situation. And so it's just been a lot of trial and tribulation. Thankfully, the people around me and the people I surround myself with are incredibly supportive and want to help me find a solution and never judge me and aren't upset if I seem to fall short or what my expectation is of falling short of the performance or not being able to perform at my full capacity if I can't hear. But it's awesome when I can hear myself. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. I'm an expert lip reader. I could probably work for like surveillance, like FBI surveillance with how I could lip read. And I do sign. It is difficult, yes. But the love that I'm surrounded by really helps me persevere. Yeah, it's a great town for musicians supporting other musicians. And I have to say, I've known you for quite a while, and I've seen you play, and I've talked to you a lot, and I keep forgetting that you have this hearing impairment. You certainly do very well with it in, in whatever Thank accommodations you. you make. It's it's really great. It's inspiring. Thank you. So 
Thank you for telling you. us about that. And I think that this would be a perfect moment to have a little music break of, with some of your music. What do you think, Aspen? Of course, I think it's a perfect time for that. <laughs> and Sinton has picked a wonderful track. It's called Snorin Sound from the Desert Museum album, 13 Bonus Snorin Desert. It's mm. such a beautiful track with birds and rain and thunder. Kathy and I were talking about it and we were wondering if this music was meant for meditation. So talk about this and also let us know who's on the track. This is a special bonus track on an album that we uh, just finished up recently with the Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum. Michelle Constanza and myself and Brian Hanner, we, well, we didn't help. We made this record. We all helped each other. But this track is a medley of three, I suppose you would say, meditation tracks that kind of break up the album, sewn together with a beautiful flute and kalimba on this track. So August 12th, we'll be performing songs from the CD. And I do know they have their cool summer nights program that happens. So August 12th, we'll be performing in the evening some tracks from this album. So this is the bonus track off of the album. And we're very proud to display Sonoran sounds, Sonoran animals, and beautiful flute from Michelle and me playing along on kalimba. Well, our audience is in for a major treat, so let's give a listen to Sonoran Sound from the Desert Museum album, 13 Bonus Sonoran Desert.
that was just the most beautiful sound. Wow, Sindin. 91.3 KXCI Tucson, Real People, Real Radio. Check us out on the Broad Perspectives page at kxci.org slash program slash broad dash perspectives. And we are back talking to the multi-talented Sindin Sweet. Yes, we are. And we need to get to your latest project before we run out of time. It's your book of 50 poems, and it's called Burn While Reading. Where did that interesting title come from? And what's the theme of this book? Well, well, Burn While Reading um, kind of says it all. It really was inspired by, you know, when you have a moment with somebody, good or bad, but it usually happens when it's a negative in a moment of reflection, when you think of the perfect thing to say after the moment's really passed. So the book is really dedicated to those who never really got to say what was really on their mind. My mom found a journal. It had a poem in it I had written when I was 13. And so it inspired me to put together a collection of poetry. And it's been really lovely, really finding a voice. Initially, I wanted to release just a couple poems And then I made a goal for myself to write 50 poems. So in about a four-month span of time, I was able to create a collection of poems and publish them. That's wonderful. And, you know, the cover, I wish we could show our listeners the cover. It's very interesting. Can you say something about the cover, how that came about? The cover itself is a burnt photograph. And it's a photograph of somebody, of myself and somebody else, who we have chosen to not be in each other's lives anymore. And it's okay for that to happen. And it's okay to grow apart. And it's okay to, you know, have those moments where you you really cherish somebody for what they brought to you in those moments. And then it's okay to grow away from those moments and realize that they brought you something. And even if they're not in your life anymore, you can still cherish those good moments. And so this was kind of a way for me not to dwell on those negative thoughts and be able to say some truths from where I was coming from. Okay. I think before we go on, some of our listeners would like to listen to one of your poems. You know, I have to say, I've read all the poems in this book and I enjoyed them immensely. I think they're the kind of poems that are easy for most people to relate to. But would you like to start by reading one of them for us? Sure. All of the poems kind of range. There's like a like fire, there's four stages. So the first stage is kind of easy. And as they go on, they get a little weirder. So this is from the first chapter. This poem's called Collector. Some of the poems also have an illustration. So this poem does have an illustration with it. So I'll post that on my social media with along with the poem. So you can take a look at that illustration. But this one's called Collector. Do you like my knife collection? I keep them all very sharp. Sometimes I store them in my pockets, under my bed, sometimes in my bra, one always in my hand. I have the biggest collection in my mouth. <laughs> you know, I wrote down a few of my favorites because I want to choose one too. And that, that was at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. You know, and I'm just curious, for, you came up with 50 poems in four months, did you say? Did you give any of these out to people to critique before you decided to publish them? Or did you just decide, no, nope, these are mine, I'm going to publish them? I mean, people have different takes right. on that kind of thing. So I've, from a very young age, I have considered myself, I suppose, to be a poet. And then when I had the journal that my mom had given me that sparked this whole idea, it really reiterated that 
from a young age, I have been thinking in a poetic mindset. I did write this collection and I gave it to a select few people to edit and to give me feedback. I do state at the end of the book that these poems are inspired by everyone and no one at the same time. So it's really a a feeling of getting a weight off your chest. The contents are so personal that it ultimately didn't matter what others thought because it was a truth. And I don't name names. My intention isn't to um, specifically wound anyone. However, I think it is important as an artist to give your audience your truest self. And I do believe that every poem in this book is a true string from my heart. Yeah. And, you know, I found that I have my own interpretations of what they're probably about each one of them. And I'm not going to ask you to explain it because I think, you know, that's what poems do. It makes us think about what we think the poem is about. Right. And I mean, specific instances within any story, right? It's almost like the the minute details don't matter. It's it's the feeling and the relatability, whether you're in love or you're heartbroken or you're angry or you're sad. You know, we all go through those emotions. So, yeah, thank you for hearing that. Yeah. Well, how yeah. about another one? They're fairly short, so we have time for you to do another one, at least one more. Sure. Again, you're saying the creativity in all of this and, and the truth in being able to just express yourself This poem is called Best Pizza Friends. Yeah, it's nice to be able to be creative. All right, this is called Best Pizza Friends. Is it lonely? Making pizza all by yourself. The attitude of a passive-aggressive lover, bereft of carnal behavior. Off, on, off, on, off. Always time for men who waste yours just like daddy. Farewell, fair weather friend. You will always try to fix the wrong problem. I have finally left the chat room. Well, that says a whole lot of things. My goodness. <laughs> right. Thank you. It's a positive thing, I think, when you're able to just tell somebody goodbye and it's okay. It's okay to let go. Okay. Tell us how our audience can get this book or your children's book or anything that you create because there's so much. What is your website? My website is sendinsweet, S-Y-N-D-E-N-N, sweet, S-W-E-T.com. And my children's books and my poetry are are both two very different, (laughs) two very different things. The poetry book is for adults. I sell them. They are available on Amazon. They're available at Bookman's all three books. Yeah, we are here. They are here. And if it's something you enjoy and something you are interested in, I would love to talk to you uh, more about that. Okay. And I heard a rumor that you might have another book in mind. Is that true? It is true. Give us a preview. (laughs) We won't tell anybody else, but tell us what (laughs) we might have to look forward to. Okay, so uh, besides poetry and all of the, you know, other things that I'm doing, I was an administrator at a nonprofit here in Tucson, and I'm chronicling my time working in this very unique environment here in Tucson. And 
I worked with the public at like a mass level. Like there were weekends where I was personally talking to like over a thousand people in a day, solving problems, helping people, getting them where they needed to go. The wonderful things that happened, the incredibly negative things that happened. So it's kind of like a, a memoir of sorts of my time there. Well, that sounds like that's going to be very intriguing. It sounds like it's maybe a ways off yet, though, right? Before we see that one. Yeah, probably the end of this next year. Oh, um, so okay. 20, end of 24. Okay. Well, Sindon, thanks so much for being here. I am afraid that we're out of time, though. Is that right, Aspen? Ah, uh, yes. How fast the time goes. <laughs> um, Sindon Sweet, thank you so much for talking with us today and, and taking the time. It was such a fun show, and it makes me wonder when you even have time to sleep. <laughs> you are <laughs> you're a Tucson treasure, and thanks for all you do for our community. And thanks for all of you out there for listening. This is Aspen Green with my co-host Kathy Harris, and you've been listening to Broad Perspectives Radio, 91.3 KXCI Tucson. Don't forget to find us on kxci.org slash program slash broad dash perspectives. And now don't touch that dial because next up we have Boom Goddess Radio with Jennifer Davis Page. Enjoy your Sunday and we'll be back next week.